listening to the Gear 30 Podcast, a community, you could even call it a support group, for people addicted to outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. There is no shame here. In spite of what your spouse or partner may say, we believe it's okay to own five tents, seven backpacks, and 18 jackets. Our slogan, inspired by the great explorer Sir Ranolf Fiennes, is, there is no such thing as bad weather, only inappropriate gear. So if you're an aspiring outdoor adventurer, a mountain guide, or anyone in between, you are in the right place. Welcome to the Gear 30 Podcast, where we talk about outdoor adventuring and all the gear that goes with it. Woo-woo! And today, we... I had him muted. Woo-woo. There we go. There we go. <laughs> Chase was eating, so I had to mute him. It works, by the way. The mute button's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used it really before, so... Yeah. What'd you I'm say? Gonna, I'm going to have a lot less talking time on this podcast yeah. after you, you figured that button out. <laughs> Uh, we're going to talk today. Turn my mic on. <laughs> <laughs> this is the power the power of this the board not, over here. Not funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. Oh, shoot. Um, Turn my mic on. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys know there's a race going on right now? I, I've, I don't know. I've heard there is. There's sports, apparently. There's sports. There's sports. One of them is in France. Oh, that bike race that they do in France? Yeah, yeah they, the one that nobody seems to be paying attention to. <laughs> Lance Armstrong's paying attention. <laughs> Is he winning right now? He, if you ask him, he probably would say he's winning in life right now. Oh, in life. You know, because he's got a podcast and some things. And um, Okay, who was the Lance Armstrong fan before the dopage? I was. I was. I was. Yeah. Are you still a Lance Armstrong fan? No. And it wasn't the doping. It was the blatant dishonesty and destroying other people's lives to cover it up. That's the part that really, really eats at me. If he was just like, you know, humble and acted like he, you know, that he regretted it and tried to do something to kind of repair the damage he had done, I'd be all for forgiving him. But so far, nothing. So I'm. He's he's dead to me. Wow. <laughs> okay, deep, no. deep words. He's not dead to me, but I don't. Yeah, I'm not a fan. Yeah, I just yeah. he just <clears throat> seems like someone who is willing to uh, <clears throat> to hurt other people so that he could get ahead. And there's a lot of that going on in the world, and I don't like any of it. And uh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's there fair. You have it. Yeah, I um, I was never. Uh, like a huge fan. I thought it was a great athlete, and so I'm a fan. But um, and apparently uh, he still was a great athlete because if everybody's cheating and he's the best cheater, then you know, cool, you're the best athlete. Yeah. Um, but and I didn't only. know how much he threw people under the bus for years until like some couple biographies came out. You know, because I didn't, I don't really follow bike racing. But um, he started a podcast and he did it in an airstream trailer. I thought that a-hole stole my idea and so <laughs> so then I had to listen to his podcast and he's actually a pretty damn good podcaster yeah yeah he's he why he likes to talk 
and he knows his stuff. Right. I mean, he's done the race, I don't know how many times. So he follows the Tour de France each year and he comments on it and it's and it's a hugely popular podcast because you get his perspective and along with other racers and, and guess who he brings on to talk about the race. And so um, we're not here to mimic that by any means, but I know that you guys are into road racing. And so I'm, I was just curious about like when I'll watch the Tour de France one, because I feel like the announcers voices are they they're the best voices ever. And they'll, I fall, I could fall asleep to the Tour de France every summer, like in the middle of when it's on, I'll like, fall asleep to the tour de france because like the dude's voice is amazing right yeah what who's who's that man? i don't know he Sorry, god he's good so good and france is beautiful that's the greatest marketing they've ever done for that country is that freaking race because it makes me want to go every single time i watch it the the hills the ocean side i mean it is a phenomenal uh visual television show when you you know outside of it being a bike race yeah Phil, Phil Liggett. Phil Liggett. Yeah. Freaking so the man. Good. Yeah, so good. I can hear it in my head. I can hear <laughs> Me him talking. Too. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. But I'll watch it. I don't road bike, and it just makes me want to be a better person because I feel like they're working really hard. <laughs> I feel like the racers. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I should probably go for a run <laughs> or do something. I remember it was I was training for a marathon. I think it was Salt Lake City Marathon. I don't remember. I was training for something, and I thought... I was watching these bike races. I'm like, I gotta go do something. Like, I can't just watch these guys ride their hearts out and finish the, when they come across the timeline, they're like dead. And then they get up eight hours later and do it again. Yeah. It makes me feel pretty lazy. So wild. do you guys, did you ever watch it and it motivates you for road? Do you ever feel like when you're taking a corner on the road that you're like, this is my Tour de France corner, number seven here. I'm in the Pyrenees. Do you ever put uh, yourself there? Every ride. Every ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I definitely do watch those races, especially the one that really inspires me is the Tour of Utah because we get to go to You're going to watch that one in person. We to, yeah, we get yeah. to go be at some of the stages. and Get to ride the same. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are you yawning? Yeah. yeah come on. What oh. the heck, What Chase? is the deal, Chase? I'll tell you what. I have not slept well the last few nights. Like, I go to bed at, like, 11 but I don't fall asleep until one thirty, and then wake up at 6 or 6.30. Are you stressed out? Is the Tour de France really getting you down? It is. All of my favorite play- favorite riders aren't there. Uh, who's your favorite riders? Well, I uh, I like the guys that win. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to win this year. I mean, yeah. So like, yeah. like Chris Froome, I was a big fan. Up until the point where I found find out that he's ruined dozens of lives hiding his doping, but um, wait a minute, is that just what you do in this sport? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't personally like. I believe someone's innocent until proven guilty, so I don't believe that Chris Froome is is uh, doping. Guilty. He's not guilty, guilty yet. Okay. Nobody's coming out saying he ruined my life. Um, because hmm. I was willing to speak up and, and stuff. So I I like Chris Froome. Um, I hope that he can uh, get back in and get back to the top. Because he's... He, how many has he won now? Four? I have no idea. Yeah, I think he's won like three or four. And um, the other English guy who won uh, the year that Chris Froome is out. Uh, uh, what's his name? I, I know very few names in cycling um 
I have not, I don't follow cycling as well as I used to. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right. So starting in 1903, these are the winners of the Tour de France. Whoa. Just, Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. This does not make for good listening right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Nobody knows who these people are. 1962, Jacques Comte Of course it was Jacques. They're all, half of them have got to be Jacques. Jacques is a really good 1969, Eddie Merckx. 1970, Eddie Merckx. 1971, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Nineteen seventy-two, Eddie Merckx. He was, the, he's the cannibal, is what they call him. Yeah, he ate people up. He did. Mm-hmm. That's um, scary. nineteen. Oh, there's nineteen ninety-nine through uh, two thousand five. Lance Armstrong, but his name's been crossed out. So it's there, but there's a line through it. Yeah. Two thousand six, Floyd Landis, whose name's been crossed out. Uh, and Oscar Pereo, Pereo, Pereira, something from Spain. Alberto Contador. Okay, I recognize that name. Yeah. Then Carlos Sastra, Alberto Contador again. Then Alberto Contador, his name crossed out. <laughs> and Andy Schleck. Oh my goodness. Then there's Cadell Evans. I like Cadell Evans. Um, Bradley Wiggins. Oh yeah, he's good. He's Chris Froome. I. I hear that both of those are good. So who was your Utah guy that you liked, Chase? <clears throat> well, Sepp Koos is, I believe, Colorado. Okay, but he raced the Tour of Utah. Yeah, I believe he won the Tour of Utah two years ago, and then he, like, the second he won the Tour of Utah, he went and did the Vuelta de España, and he's been over in the in the EU riding and training and following his rides on Strava. It's, like, unreal <laughs> what, this guy, what this kid's doing. And I knew he was riding the Tour de France, but I didn't know if he was... Like, if, is he a top contender? Tour of Utah. So how does that... Lot, they're not near as good as the Tour of France riders, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, what is the Tour of Utah? Is that like an amateur There's, stage race for... professional, but they're like more um, continental teams and just smaller teams. Okay, and but how do... have some developmental teams that are trying to get into it. Okay, look, I'm, I know I'm 46, but I'm going to race the Tour de France. So how do I... What are the steps I need to take? Like First, you got to get a road bike. <laughs> Step number one. Yeah. Okay, get a get a bike. Okay, now I gotta enter Buy a some. Bunch of spandex. I gotta enter some races and I gotta win. So which one? How do I win so that I get put on the U.S. bike team? You like, what do I gotta do? Uh, I just win the t- tour of Utah. Will they put me on if I win the tour of Utah? Well, you had to be no. on a team to win a tour of Utah. How do I get on a team? Well, um, you, you have to start doing local races and winning. Mm-hmm. Well, and who are those? Who are those winning. put on by? Because there's no local races USA right now, right? Cycling. So okay. I mean, like the the Lota Jet would be considered considered like a local race. Or oh, okay. There's other like crit races you can get into, and um, there's there's other. I mean, that's like a that's a road legit road race. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's there are races. Um, when what if st- my team wins Salta Saint? That's not a race actually. <laughs> Salta Saint's a relay. Hmm. Yeah, that's. Uh, not what if I raced it solo? It's still not. It's they don't. It's considered like a ride. They might it's not a USA cycling mm. sanctioned. Your name will get put on a blog somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but you have to like you. You can get to race in these races. You have to get a USA cycling license, and then they have different categories. Is it Cat One through Five? And like, if you win so mm. many races, you can go up a category. 
But jumping from category by, by three up, to he two, means down. So like you start at five, five and you go down, down. down to one. So one cat one, two, and three are generally considered pro to semi-pro. Okay. More competitive. Four and five is just more recreational type stuff. So you start winning some races and you'll start moving up and you get down into like cat one through three and you, you'll be racing against the big boys in the local races. Are there body measurements like do my arms have to be like a certain thinness before I right. can get to the right. cat one? Basically, yeah. the circumference of your bicep cannot <laughs> exceed a certain exceed amount. about seven and a half inches. <laughs> Yeah, well, their legs aren't that big either. I mean, they're they're strong, some, but some they're of, pretty some, thin. Some of their legs are. Yeah. The sprinters, they're. I mean, the climbers are yeah. like the, the skinniest Skin. guys you'll ever meet, and yeah. this. But the sprinters are nuts. Like Peter Sagan, he's probably the top sprinter in mm -hmm. the world and has been for the last many years. His legs are nuts. Mm -hmm. I mean, his legs are like the thickness, the the circumference of my overweight body i just feel like when i'm watching them their arms like i think if they go down they're done like that arm is ripping <laughs> off there's not a lot there yeah, yeah. well i guess the sprinters only weigh like 155 pounds yeah they're like, like and then like the it's climbers like a, are like 145 pounds well it's like climbing rock climbing where like some a lot of good climbers don't give two craps about their legs and so they mm -hmm. just don't even worry about that it's the reverse yeah. They just want a power upper body and then Yeah, the the goal, the key is like power to weight ratio. <clears throat> just get your power to weight ratio as high as possible. And uh, your, your your weight ratio or your power ratio? Power to weight ratio. Okay. So cuz I'm working on the weight one right so now. So get stronger while losing weight at the same oh, time. Gosh That's dang. the goal. Okay. And uh and those climbers, they're just like it's just super efficient because they're so lightweight. And what's interesting is a lot of those af a lot of those riders, they look almost exactly the same. Like their bodies look very similar, right? And I'm like, how is one better than the other? They look right. like they're all about the same in shapeness. Their bodies are all about the same. So drugs. <laughs> That's <laughs> you cheat. I get it now. Yeah. Okay. I don't blame you so much, Lance. Yeah. Like, d like it blows my mind. I'm like, what? How come one person's VO2 then is so much better because everybody sort of looks the same? Yeah. I don't know. I'm yeah. not into that sport yeah. much, but yeah. You know, strategy does come into it quite a bit, and your team, team strategy, team yeah. strategy, but also personal strategy, like you can't just go out and work harder than the other guys every single day. Because at a certain point, because you are so evenly matched, at a certain point, if you if you go out one day and just do like the right of your life, well, because yeah, like the one guy will win King of the Mountain, right? right, and then get the jersey, and then nobody hears from that guy the whole rest of the race. Right. Yeah, he spent his whole spent his wad on one race. One stage. Have you ever heard that? Uh, yeah, I've heard that. quite. <laughs> <laughs> He spent all he, he spent all of his wad money 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 on uh, yeah. yeah okay that was blew out thing. the legs yeah so he so then uh, yeah it's hard to recover it's like Scotty the body's word for uh, his climate pad. climate pads yeah <laughs> yeah so so we uh, y you go into a race and you got to be smart about it. that's why you you'll find that the people who are really in it for like the overall contenders you don't really see much of them until like day 10 or something they're just staying within a certain distance from the guys who are really going to contend because the for the first 
I don't know, six, seven, eight stages. They're usually flatter stages. They're more sprint stages. So all the sprinter guys are trying to win to get so points. Tour de France is in stage four right now, or five today. I don't know. But what? how many stages are there? Uh, 20, 20 or 21. I forget. I think and it's 21. They're all different, but do you know like the average stage length? Because there's some have hills and yeah. some are... So on a longer... A longer stage, you're probably looking at 150 miles, 130 to 150. And how long does it take them to ride that usually? Uh, an hour. <laughs> an hour. Five, yeah, five, five or six hours. Like the really long ones are, prob- are probably like, the longest ones are probably like 130 to 150 most of them are probably over 100, but like 100 to 110 or something. Some of the shorter stages uh, might might be just below 100. But then when you get into like the time trial stages, those might be 30 miles mm-hmm. or um, or shorter. Or you've got, so you've got like personal time trials and team time trials. So a team time trial might be a bit longer because you're working as a team. The individual time trials are shorter. Um, you've got some some uh, stages where there's a lot of climbing um, so you might maybe not do you might not do 120 miles like you would on a flatter stage but you're gonna do eight or nine or ten thousand feet of climbing in the so course of the day and that's a huge thing so do you know how good these athletes are compared to say the winner of the Lodija? like how that's a hundred miles right yeah how fast are they covering 100 miles in comparison to like somebody who rips it up here? Oh, they'll be at so, least twice as fast. So yes, twice as fast. Well, no. So Lodija's 200, that's, 206 miles. 206. Oh wow, that's and far. And the the fastest guys are winning right around nine hours. So that's pretty darn fast. Um, but to give you a little bit of perspective, one of the guys who I know uh, who won the Lodija a few years in a row, he got on a pro team. And he was like a middle of the pack rider in the U- the Tour of Utah. Now, any any Tour de France rider that comes and rides the Tour of Utah is going to be like right at the top, if not the winner. And so, the very best rider at the Tour at the Lodija is middle of the pack at the Tour of Utah. A middle of the pack. Tour de France rider is a top rider at the Tour of Utah. So there's like, I mean, there's three pretty significant steps down from the best Tour de France rider. Seb Kuse, who won the Tour de Utah, I mean, we're only four days in, but he's ranked 31 in the general class, general rankings. So that's just above middle of the pack. And he won the Tour of Utah by a pretty long haul. So he might... I mean, he might be a contender to. I, I don't know much about Subkus. Is is he a good climber? Is he? He's a good climber. Good climber. Yeah. yeah. Remember it, <clears throat> the the last stage when they're climbing up to Snowbird, he had like, almost like a mile on the next guy, and whoa. he's just like smiling, just like grinning from ear to ear, and I'm like, the kid's not even working. <laughs> like. So That's he, insane. So he could be a contender. I can't drive my car and not be tired going up that road. <laughs> no. But I think you put it right. Like, it's a couple steps down. So the guy who won last year in the Tour de France, Egon Bernal, I think is his name, he was from Colombia. He's a really good rider, mm-hmm. uh, or good climber. 
that was kind of his thing. He's good overall. Generally, the people that win overall are either decent climbers and really good time trialers, or really good climbers and decent time trialers. Because um, sprinters those, don't win. Sprinters don't races. win. Um, because that's where you can really put a lot of time on the other guys is on their climbs or on a time trial. You might on a if you're a good time trialer, you might put two or three so minutes. Time on. time trial to me sounds like sprinting. It's yeah, it's because like you're it's just going as fast as you can. Fast as you can for, but it's I mean it's fast as you can for twenty or thirty miles sometimes, fifteen to thirty miles. So you're out, you're going as hard as you can for forty five minutes to an hour. And the sprints are only a quarter mile, right? At the yeah, at the most usually mm. like a full on sprint. Like so, when you say a sprinter, that means they stay yards. they stay with the pack through most of the race and then towards the end they try to that's a that's the fun part to watch too because you fall asleep like (laughs) watching this during the middle of the day you're like okay this is like three in the afternoon and it's hotter than hell outside and the tour de france is on this dude's voice is amazing and i'm just like sleeping and all of a sudden you wake up like it's the sprint it's the sprint and you got to watch the sprint because it's the very end and they holy cow the uh what's the strategy is on full display Yeah, yeah that's I mean, five years ago, before I did really much road biking, I had no idea there was strategy to road biking. You're just like, go fast, go fast. Exactly. First person across the finish line wins, you know, but there's, there is a lot of strategy. And how does the team in the, in the pack help the sprinter? They got to keep them closer to the front, but they've got to help them draft and, and you're always doing the, the shuffle of. Yeah, shuffling around your riders, making sure you have key riders where they need to be in the pack for the for the king of the mountains and the sprints. And so the team, ideally, once you're getting close to the close to the finish, you've got a line of your teammates ahead of you, and when for like the last mile or so, and these guys are just all out as fast as they can go, and you're drafting off them. So you're using you know, twenty to thirty percent less energy to go stay with them as you're drafting. And the goal is that the front guy, he's pushing as hard as he possibly can until he's starting to slow the group down, and then he peels off. And the next guy pushes as hard as he can, and then he peels off. And hopefully your last guy, your fastest sprinter, is getting is right there at the front when you're 100, 100 yards from the finish or so. And then he can do one last hard push and win the points and the money for your team. Here's another thing I don't understand. don't understand how... The motorcycle with the camera guy on it facing backwards <laughs> doesn't run over everybody <laughs> watching the damn race. Like, it feels like it's within yeah. inches all the way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah also, a, I have no idea game. how the the cars, your sport, your support, support vehicles, vehicles aren't in the way. I'm like, the what are the, it feels like there's no, absolutely no rules on these roads, like, as far as this goes. I'm like, how do they get to their rider and... Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I I love watching the tour and, and most years when I can do it I watch most of the uh if I don't watch the whole stage then I'll I'll usually at least look up the highlights. I didn't even know they were doing the tour this year. I thought yeah, it was being canceled. I was flipping channels really last night and saw it was on and uh, I'll you know my shows. It's it's HGTV. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much anything on HGTV. Um and then last night was the Love It or List It, and I and there was the Love It or List It Australia, and the Australians have they have great great words because different words for things that right. I'm like well, I don't even 
I didn't even know it was called that, you know. Like, yeah. So love it or list it. And then uh, Bravo, Bravo TV. Bravo. On Bravo, I watched the the uh, the Mediterranean, the the ships show where they they're live live on the oh, yachts the or whatever. Deck below. Yeah, below deck. Below. That's fantastic. Love that show. <laughs> if you just want like trash TV, that is fantastic. <laughs> I can't watch the like Beverly Hills Wives people or whatever. Like they they drive me insane. But I love the below deck stuff because I want a yacht and I just because I love that life. The, some of, sometimes you will. They are <laughs> some every now and then they're very attractive. Um, and then and new, so news, sports in in reality TV. reality do it yourself slash yachting yachting that's like my life We're like okay yeah. oh anyway so looking oh, and, looking for and that you stuff. forgot and naked and afraid that's yeah i do that's that from disney Ch- uh, discovery channel so naked and afraid i was i'm a fan um Have you guys seen disney Alone? channel starting to get kind of like that too I'm just kidding. They're showing they're showing naked people. No, I'm just kidding. No, that oh that Brandon's was, like I'm, I need to. No, they're not showing. I'm like my kids are on that. I better not be they're showing. They're showing that. Beyonce, who's half three quarters naked. Did I tell you my wife watched? Uh, it's like the stripper movie that uh, Jennifer Lopez is in. She watched it on the plane. Stripper movie. Yeah. I don't even know what you're talking about. Jennifer Lopez movies. That's how you got to search. You don't have to search like stripper movies because that could that could be <laughs> that's gonna be that bad. Could, it's gonna be bad. Dangerous search. Jennifer Lopez movies. It's new. It's like two years old or something. Three years old. I don't know. Maybe it's a year old. And uh, she turns to me and says, "Because she's sitting Hustlers? in Hustlers. Yeah, she watched Hustlers on the plane. Hustlers. What's the rated? What's that rated? Probably R. Yeah. I don't know. Does it show? R. Yeah. R. Oh my God. Okay. So. She turns to me and says, do you, do you think people will think I'm bad because I'm watching Hustlers with, with Emerson with me? Because Emerson's our five-year-old, right? And he's sitting there. But Emerson's not watching Hustlers. Emerson's watching his tablet, right? Like, right. like all eyes on tablet. He could care less that, like, anybody's – he doesn't know who J-Lo is, doesn't, doesn't care. I'm like, yeah, no, pro- it's probably fine. And then I'm thinking, I care. I'm embarrassed. I'm sitting behind you, and you've got, like – naked people on your airplane screen and then i thought how does delta allow that uh, hustlers to be one of the films that you can just watch on their like this is on their system don't, not on like something we brought right. you know don't they normally edit those things so that they, maybe they but, might but they but they still allow- but i saw boobs on my show like i watched i turned on it's called the lighthouse and it's this weird horror black and white it's beautifully filmed um it's and it's a creep it's only like two actors and uh well three because of the the mermaid whose boobs i saw but uh <laughs> the guy goes out yeah it's like really weird the, the lighthouse something it's something about the lighthouse, the lighthouse. Pull out, yeah the lighthouse very cool show um i'm watching it and uh there's a lot of these like dream scenes where things are just getting really weird and he walks out to this to the shore and this like looks like this dead girl is on the rocks and it just shows her face and so he like goes to brush the hair away from her face and then the camera pans down and shows full boob and i'm like i'm in the airplane i what i don't even know how to stop it at this point <laughs> i'm like what is going on i didn't mean to do this because and then it goes and but it's and then it's over you know i'm like well i don't know i guess i don't care so interesting it's that's kind of crazy doesn't it seem now i'm like super well particularly sensitive to this i think because uh 
I try not to watch that stuff and I don't want my kids to watch that stuff and being a parent with little kids I like try to be pretty uh, careful with what comes into our home doesn't it seem like you cannot watch a new series of anything on Netflix or on Amazon or, or any of those other streaming things that doesn't have like loads of f-words and nudity like crazy i don't know because i watch hgtv (laughs) and bravo and i don't watch netflix really ever my kids watch kids shows on netflix they watch fuller house which is actually fantastic and full house the original and the fuller um and youtube they watch a lot of youtube but it's all the it's so annoying <laughs> the, the really annoying made for c- kids yeah. no Paw Patrol is like Nickelodeon yeah. um, A for Adley it sounds oh god <laughs> look it up on YouTube It A you'll hate it yeah I don't know if I want it um, yeah. and then the one kid who's like the richest kid in Ryan's YouTube land Ryan's world Ryan's, Ryan's world yeah lots of Ryan's world my, my it's pretty bad my sister banned my nephew from watching that yeah, well, they did something. I told him. I told my son he couldn't watch him because they had like some rap video on where they were like swearing and stuff. I'm like, whoa, what in the world? And this was a couple of years ago when Emerson. He doesn't watch him so much anymore. He's he's, he's over. He's past Ryan's world <laughs> he's, now. He's moving he's, on up. Yeah. <laughs> my gosh, I'm gonna get him hooked on the Tour de France. So I'm gonna get go. him hooked on. Yeah, that'll be good. Then uh, he at least he won't be swearing. He'll just be doping. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah I don't know I just uh, my wife and I we never watch anything on uh, well we started watching Lost again my wife has seen you know I've never seen one of them and I hadn't seen it all the way through I'd seen some of the episodes but we started watching that together because we could not find a TV series that looked interesting that wasn't like I always look up online to see what kind of bad stuff is in there. I don't love I don't love swearing, particularly the f word. I don't want to see nudity and all that stuff. And and it's so every almost every show that I've like new show that I see, I'm like, oh, I wonder what that's about. I'll look it up online to see what's in it and what it's about. And sure enough, oh yeah, this has like 42 f words in the first 10 minutes. And and this one, oh, full you know what? nudity. And this mm-hmm. one, oh, it's like shows sex all of it and so we just (laughs) i don't know what shows you're watching no Um, there's uh there was a show that was getting oh there's a show um that i saw an ad on youtube for and i thought oh that looks interesting it was uh, based on the the book brave new world um you familiar with that book it's like a like a sci-fi dystopian type okay novel Addis, Addis, Aldous Huxley. Anyway, Probably. it's a classic yeah. book or whatever. But so I look that up, and oh yeah, it's like a porno, essentially. Okay, like the books. Right there, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> but anyway, Watch it's like everything. Everything on. Anyway, that's not what we we're talking. My, about. my my wife watches Grey's Anatomy with my ten-year-old. Yeah. Um, I can't do it. Like I can't watch. I don't. It drives me nuts. Um, but there's very much adult themes in Grey's Anatomy. Like the whole th- very adult themes. Right. Uh, my daughter misses ninety percent of those. I've I've realized. Like because at first I was like, what are you? She yeah. probably shouldn't be watching this right now. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it 
she, they they really kids kids are the they here uh, don't understand or get it necessary you know they don't understand the full context right Not, most of the time a lot of times yeah. when it's the jokes and the and what they're talking about it goes right over their heads yeah. but if there's the visual they get that right away and so that's like that show's been on like 20 years or something it's ridiculous yeah my wife likes Grey's Anatomy too I'm not a big fan I can't do the dramas I can't do dramas and so she'll watch it when I'm trying to go to bed and I have to like put me right to sleep babe you gotta turn the I can't fall asleep to it because it's 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 like it's weird painful (laughs) (laughs) it's like cats fighting outside my window Grey's Anatomy okay let me get Go get some I, she knows, ibuprofen. She knows she's got to turn it off or go watch it on a different TV because it's like... Anyway, that's far. It's been 30 minutes into our uh, Tour de France podcast <laughs> and we're talking about Grey's Anatomy, so that's how we roll. That's uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, Tour de France is going on right now. Um, I probably am not going to watch it this year. I I usually get excited in July when it's on. It's, so they're missing some racers, it's I September, guess. September. Uh, all the big racers that I was excited to see, some of the some of the past winners, um, uh, Garant, Garant, I don't know how you say it, Thomas, he was one of the winners a couple years ago, British guy, uh, Chris Froome, another British guy, uh, Bernal from Columbia, I don't know if he's riding in it. Yeah, he um, is. He's like four or five in the general. Five or is six, he? Um, so I would like to see him do it again. He seems like a, a good kid and uh, really a talented he's writer. Young. So young guy, yeah, it would be fun to see. What? What? How old's a young Tour de France rider? Like twenty four? No, uh, he's like that's like twenty or something. Yeah. Ooh. But like right. the the guys leading right now are, I think the guy's actually thirty one or thirty two that's leading the pack right now. Really? Um, so so forty six isn't too too past prime. Then no, I, I mean I got time. Like, oh, we only like yeah. twenty years past prime. Bern- <laughs> Bernal is twenty three right now. Okay, so I got this, dude. I'm taking yeah. him on. I found some drugs that help. Uh, nitric oxide, I heard, helps up your oxygen levels. <laughs> I think if we just take some ibuprofen, you'll be fine. Yeah. I heard there's a new Benadryl challenge that's killing people, kids on TikTok. So I could try that. That's a real thing. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Wow. And we think it's the coronavirus. Speaking <laughs> speaking of bad things, man, TikTok. TikTok's bad news for many reasons. I have a, fr- I don't know, I'm not on it, but I have a friend mm-hmm. who is uh, a, an adult male uh, who is my age and who uh, is, is a professor. He's a professor at a college. Like, that's what they, and he's like, he was like, he was somewhere where he was bored. So he downloaded TikTok, right? And he said, it is the most addicting thing you will ever do. So addicting. He's like, their algorithm is insane. I'm like, oh, that's crazy. I kind of want to do it just to see. But you downloaded it and deleted uh, it, right? I had it for like three days. I realized <laughs> that I spent like 12 hours on it in three days. And was like, <laughs> like, you try to go to bed. You're like, I'm just going to jump on TikTok real quick. And you're like, wow, it's 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> so addicting. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I can't do that then. I'll be on it all day. <laughs> So it's there were some literally, yeah. Well. From a, a more boring but serious perspective, there were some guys coming out um, from from the government and stuff saying, "Get off TikTok." Apparently, the the company. Dun dun dun! This is where so we there, get deep. There was a guy whose job he gets hired. Well, they're gonna by, sell TikTok. You know that. Well, there they almost sold it today. Really? Yeah. Oh. There's a guy who. Um, 
whose job he gets hired by app companies to go and reverse engineer like hack the apps and figure out how they how they made it and everything how like they that. control your mind he said that tiktok like facebook and and all these other apps are pretty intrusive like they can find out a lot of information on you and they said it's like nothing not even close to what tiktok is designed to do it's supposed to so get into the, your whole phone and and essentially give them access to everything on your phone so the there's a website called visual capitalist and what they do is they do graphics of all these random stats and things right it's just all graphics and they did a graphic of the the small print that you the terms and conditions that you agree to oh. on different apps mm -hmm. I and saw that. did you see I that you, didn't you post and the that tiktok on one is like <laughs> just ridiculously longer than all the rest right but uh pretty wild there were some government guys like politician guys coming out and saying we need to like ban tiktok because it's a it's literally a threat to our safety because all of the companies in china have to answer to the government and any of the information that these chinese companies gather the government has access to the government owns it so and when they TikTok sell it app is supposed to just essentially any information that is on your phone what website you're on who you've called everything which this is what cracks me up because i'm like they have access to they're it. like yeah 95 percent of them are hot chicks in bikinis dancing around and so like what do you want us to do with that, sir? Government, China. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you, sweet Michelle in Tallahassee, doing her dance again? You mean on TikTok? Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not that they have access to whatever it is that you're looking at on TikTok. It's everything on your phone, every right. single app, every phone call. Oh, wow. using that's Google, a lot of information. Using Google Maps, where you've been, your, <coughs> your. Uh, the GPS on Can your they phone. do that? Yes. So what you're saying is that's that's illegal. So it's illegal, but so TikTok is like a it's like a uh, the purpose of TikTok is to they created an app that everybody would want to use that gives them access to all the information of most of Americans that have it on their phone. Okay, so you have to title this show Tour de France, Grey's Anatomy, and TikTok. <laughs> Done. Done. Okay, Done. let's this wrap might it. Be our best, yeah. our, our best show, or our worst. <laughs> our we'll, worst. we'll find out. We'll find out what our listeners actually <laughs> like <laughs> with this episode. All right. Well, thanks for joining us for the podcast today. If you enjoyed the podcast, then go watch the Tour Grey's de Anatomy. Oh yeah. Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, TikTok. Sorry that we didn't. Sorry we got so sidetracked. As you can tell, um, it's r it's none, rare. Greg never us, gets sidetracked. No, we don't. So. But none of us are really that stoked on the Tour de France this year. Um, we I didn't even. I'm the one that usually watches it every year, and I didn't even think they were doing hmm. it. I I didn't even know what was going on. So now that I know, I might pay a little bit of attention. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and tell your friends and leave us a friendly review. Uh, also check out gear30.com that's spelled out g-e-a-r-t-h-i-r-t-y dot com gear30 um, pre-order your Icelandic oh. skis right now oh, yeah. okay so what did the what they you talked directly to Icelandic this morning and they said that they've never seen th there's record there's record they a record August they've never seen sell through this quick in August ever. are they out of skis 
No, oh. but he's like, like they're record selling sales. them quicker mm. than they ever have. And they produced, I think last year they produced 30% more than they ever have. And this year they produced 30% more than they ever have. And they're selling a lot quicker than 30% more <laughs> production. So they're selling quick. So buy them while you can. Um, get them before they're gone. So do we have a bunch of Icelandic skis coming in mm-hmm. yeah and then also if you if there's a certain ski that you want let us know right away if we don't have it yes. we'll order it yeah if you go on to gear30.com gear30.com um there's a uh, if you just google Iceland or not google if you type search. in or search icelandic skis um there's a pre-sale page i believe okay and it has all the skis that we're going to be getting in so okay. if it's not on that list, which it most likely will be, the only ones that we're not carrying are going to be like the Saber. Um, and I think that's like the only ski we're not bringing in. Um, so, yeah, take a look. And you can pre-order online. And if we, if we don't have what you want, let us know and we'll get it for you. Um, for those longtime listeners, uh, I have to say that when we did the, the ski clinic or the, uh, the demo last year, I demoed a bunch of different skis, and I thought Chase was just full of crap, and just <laughs> an Icelandic fanboy, and but I never skied them, and I skied a whole bunch of skis, and the Icelandics were my favorite. Not every single ski I skied, but uh, there were a couple of skis: the the Natural, the um, Pioneer, and the Nomad. Nomad. Those three skis were awesome. Probably the natural was my number one favorite. The Nomad was a riot because you could, ju- or the Pioneer, I mean, it's right because you could just Rip. bomb. You can go so fast, and mm-hmm. they were just solid. But um, the natural was probably my favorite of those skis. But of the of the skis that I skied that day, the Icelandics were my favorite. So I'm I'm sold. They're great skis. Heck yeah, a cool company. Anyway, all right. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. See you out there. Uh-huh. Thank <laughs> you.